This episode of the What If Podcast is brought to you in part by Button Poetry, where poetry isn't dead. As the premier place online for live performance videos of spoken word and slam poetry, Button Poetry won't bore you like your high school English textbooks did. Find real stories you'll want to listen to and art you'll actually care about by visiting them today at buttonpoetry.com. Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. We met with a financial advisor this morning. Well, yeah, you guys were going to do that bright and early. Yeah, and so at 7.30 this morning, I'm on the 29th floor of some building downtown trying to describe to this, like, bright-eyed 30-year-old woman who is dressed way more nicely than I am what I do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I was like, she's like, so you're a musician? I was like, yeah, sort of. (laughs) How many, you, should, you should have been like, how many boxes do you have for me to check? Like, well, that'll that, probably be the closest one. If we get any further than that, it's not like I either got to explain like what music production is sort of, or I got to try and explain to you like what podcasting is. Have sort you ever of. heard of Area 51? <laughs> right. Uh, so, I talk about aliens to strangers <laughs> on the internet. Uh, and I make rap beats. Yeah. Does that help? <laughs> there's there's a number on that sheet that says how much money that makes me. That's what you need, right? That's right. How, right, how cool. much more detail do you need? I'm going to check out for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> While my wife, with a much more concrete and understandable Life job. Life insurance? Uh, no. Fuck no. No. <laughs> if I die, she's screwed. Sorry. Actually, uh, she'll be fine because she makes all her money and decisions. <laughs> she'll be sad for a while, and then everything will be back to normal. <laughs> I, mean, we have- I, I think we can skip that part of this form. <laughs> She'll be fine. Sometimes it's not your night, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we have to open. This is the What If Podcast. We're keeping that whole thing in. Hi, Spencer. Hey, dude. What's going on? Dude, Dubai Kid. I miss you so much. Dubai Kid's back. Yep. How are you, bro? I'm great, man. I I recovered from (laughs) From my my eventful morning. Your financial planning incident this morning? I took a nap. I would have needed to after that, too. Yeah, I would have had some vertigo from the 29th floor of a building in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis. I didn't know you were welcome in there wearing t-shirts and sneakers, but turns out you are. I mean, if you're going to eventually give them some money, they're probably like, right. yeah, well, you can. Yeah. As long as they you're not care. like naked, you're fine. <laughs> Bro, you got some blueberries on your desk. What up? Yeah, blueberries are delicious. <laughs> you're just know? sitting out, man. Yeah, I was eating them earlier. You want some? Nah, I'm cool. All right. I'll put them in my lemon lime. Dude. Sparkling water beverage. Yes, you should. It's a great combo. We, we were remarking that Schweppes apparently makes a sparkling water beverage, not sparkling water, not sparkling beverage, a sparkling water beverage. Yeah. Spencer Isn't believes every beverage a water beverage? I get it. Uh, not you, every beverage. What beverage doesn't have water in it? Pure um, alcohol. <laughs> gasoline. Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're drinking gasoline, I think you're drinking a water beverage. I guess that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, deal. All right, so what if humans kept evolving? What if humans kept evolving is our topic today. Uh, we got any like weird news or updates or bullshit first? I did want to share one with you that I found last week. Uh, share your weird bullshit with the world, right? <laughs> um, share your gift <laughs> for weird bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I guess that is what we have. We have a gift for weird bullshit here. Show me what you got. So what I got is uh, 
the the folks behind IFL Science, which we don't have to abbreviate on the show because we get to say words like fuck. Uh, that's oh, is that what that is? I fucking love science is what their whole thing stands for. Cool. Uh, they created uh, this AI thing called uh, InspiroBot, which okay. basically what they did was uh, they created a AI website you can go to if you actually go to inspirobot.me uh it says i'm inspirobot i'm an artificial intelligence dedicated to generating unlimited amounts of unique inspirational quotes for endless enrichment of pointless human existence and it definitely does use artificial intelligence to create inspirational quotes but uh the internet quickly found out that this ai is um sort of terrible at it so the first one that i put in i spencer's making a face right now which means he he generated one that's awesome no just that the internet corrupts everything immediately why what happened no just like what was the uh ibm i think it was what the hell was that thing's name i can't remember maybe it wasn't ibm jesus we're good at stuff people i remember though because it was AI like ai hitler bot I sh- i'm sure it'll come up Twitter. Add Twitter in there. It'll come up. (laughs) Doing this headline. Twitter taught Microsoft's AI chatbot to be a racist asshole in less than a day. (laughs) 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 It was was, uh, Microsoft, and it was called Tay. It was AI that was supposed to be modeled after a teenage girl. Yeah, that's right. And people just kept tweeting horrible things at it to try to get it to regurgitate them and succeeded perfectly. Tay went from humans are super cool to full-blown Nazi in less than 24 hours, and I'm super not concerned about the future of AI at all. (laughs) Dude, that's the realist. All right, so anyway, Inspirobot. No, I mean, that's a perfect example. So uh, basically... uh, I I fucking love science didn't make it, but they're the one that, that, like, put this on blast and went a little viral. It's just an AI that's basically taking random phrases and laying them over photos, and... They turned out really bad and super not inspiring, and I have some fantastic examples for you here. <laughs> Incompetence is to refuse to become yourself. There you go. <laughs> is that the first one you got? <laughs> With a picture of a man wearing a scarf. <laughs> fantastic. The first one that I got, I dragged into my notes doc for this episode because I had to share it. It's like two hands reaching upward over black, and it just says, the stupidity of the human race is a public execution. You carry the potential to become a mediocre wanker, a mediocre wanker, a mediocre wanker, with a picture of an owl. Three times? Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, This one is over lightning in the sky and says, ensure that a stranger feels ashamed. I've, it's important. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got over a uh, over a picture of a rusted old truck in a field. Be honest, or don't. <laughs> Two sentences. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Be honest or don't. Um, a mediocre wanker. Well, that's a new drop we're using all the time now. Yeah, uh, Inspirobot seems like a real piece of shit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Super not very Was it supposed to be funny, or did they think this would actually work? Um, to be honest, I don't entirely know. Uh, it 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 seems got to be a bit. I mean, I guess. <laughs> The aliens want to drink with a heart of gold. Well, I'll be that heart of gold. We're nice people. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. The the website is like low key half broken. Like yeah. you, you can only click on a handful of things. Um, this has got to be a bit. Or someone know, hijacked it and turned it into a bit. Not all of them are that funny. Like this one just says, don't trust magic. But that's still total nonsense. Well, right. So so much of AI, which is part of what makes me think it could be actual AI that just sucks. Reincarnation is never divorce in a non-figurative sense. See, like that's total nonsense. <laughs> that shit is deep. <laughs> that shit is deep. <laughs> Humanity might not be such a bad idea. <laughs> The, right. the fact that our AI thought it was a bad idea in the first place terrifies well, me. It's coming around. All right. Humans are going to evolve into worthless chatbots with got... arm tattoos and <laughs> what? fucking American Gladiator presidents. Oh, God. So in preparation for this, well, should we talk about that later? Or should we talk about that now? I, I don't know what our plan is for this one. I'm, I'm going to take this in a really weird, uh, probably not answering the question way that I haven't told you about yet. Okay, tight. So if you want to go first, that might be better. All right, tight. Um, I'll keep us on the rails until Spencer takes us off of We're them. We're going fully, fully <laughs> off, by oh, the way. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So I think we have to talk about evolution first. Just yeah. a little, just a little bit. Well, right, that would probably be helpful. What, uh, Spencer? What does evolution mean to you? Uh, it means stuff changing and adapting to its surroundings over long periods of time. That's real. Not and always by stuff. I mean living stuff. Not always long periods periods of time, but depending on which type of evolution we're talking about. Okay. Um, you said what it means to me, bro. I answered from the heart. All right, I appreciate your heart, heart, heart answer. Gold. <laughs> I didn't mean to correct your heartfelt answer, your heart of gold answer. Sometimes um, it's not your night, man. <laughs> I like that Spencer hit a button and took a big swig of Perrier, just like, hey, hey man, got to do what you got to do. Sometimes it's not your night. Um, so evolution broken down by, uh, by the evolutionary scientist from this NPR article that I was reading, uh, whose name is, no, sorry, he's a paleoanthropologist, John Hawks. Uh, Anthropologist study of humans and cultures, paleo old? fossils, Fo- old humans studies humans? human history through fossils. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say yes because I don't have a better answer for that. Science is happening. Science. Um, John Hawks says that uh, I'm I'm summarizing here less about the process, more about the concept. He says that evolution is basically about survival and procreation. Right. So like. Everything that we do that evolves is yeah. generally leading towards one Some of those two things. Service of one of those two goals. Yeah. Right. And yeah. in a lot of ways, procreation is just survival of. Yeah, I guess you could the, combine those to just say survival. Yeah. Sur- survival of either like you individually or survival like long term of your uh, your kin, your species, your your right. your uh, lineage, if you will. Um. So basically what he's saying is like everything that we've done to evolve are are things that have pushed us forward into those goals. And um there's a there's a different uh a different scientist who let me pull it up right now. Oh, nope, no more Inspirobot today. <laughs> Go away, Inspirobot. Um okay, so I found this other article that I think is really interesting before we go too far off the rails. Uh, to talk about like the types of evolution there could be, right? So three main ones. One, biological evolution. Yep. Your body making new changes. We're not. Uh, we don't really do that so much anymore. Uh, well, we are, but we're doing it slowly. 
very slowly. Did you know that in the last 150 years, the average height of all humans has increased by 10 centimeters? That's a lot of centimeters. For 150 years. Do you know why that is? Because mm. <laughs> we're putting stuff up higher on shelves. Yes. It helps us survive. Yoga. We're keep, stretching more. It keeps it away from the bears. Yeah. By putting we're it evolving to hide our food from bears better. <laughs> um, scientists think that it's largely because we view uh, height as an attractive trait. Mm. So, so tall people are fucking more. So tall people are fucking more. And, Great work, and, bro. And procreating more. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks very much. For those that's, of that's you a visual joke. <laughs> Ryan is seven inches taller than me. For those of you who don't know, I'm six five. So, but I'm not. Andy fucks. Even, <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna try to make the leap before we got there. Um. But yeah, scientists think that generally speaking, people are attracted to taller mates because is that evolution though? Because we're not we're not a- adapting to our environment. We're just choosing different partners. But that's in a selective. But yeah, well, in a lot of ways, that's what natural selection is. Is is our as we mate, we mate off of things that are beneficial to benefit our survival, and then over time. But those that, genes become more prevalent in the gene pool. Right, but is there evidence that being taller actually leads to better survival? Uh, it, well, instinctually and historically, yes. They say that we're attracted to it because if you're bigger, you can protect better. You can, you're can. you much more uh, intimidating to animals or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess I'm just try, trying to draw a distinction between things that we find attractive and things that are actually, uh, like, actually help us survive. Because sure, saying that we are attracted to larger people, which I don't know if that would necessarily work for both sexes, because of some protective instinct, could just mean that we find certain things attractive. It doesn't necessarily mean that that leads to a better chance of reproduction or survival that's definitely true but it's still i guess considered biological evolution in that the gene pool is trending in a certain direction so maybe Hmm. not all versions of evolution take us towards those things but it's hypothesized that for the most part when the gene pool moves in that direction it's because we did it out of a need to do that thing there's one like a perfect example of what you're talking about right now is blue eyes like the first documented case of blue eyes wasn't until like i don't know what it was like a few thousand years ago or something we like didn't that. Discover the color blue until like the 1600s. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Maybe so. it's because the eyes weren't a thing. Right. Yet? Yeah. Um, no, we, but we all saw it as green for all throughout history until then. Wait, is this a real thing? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was Just like, saying what? stuff. Just saying stuff. Um, That's blatantly false. <laughs> <laughs> they think that um, blue eyes was originally just like a genetic mutation that happened yeah. in a person that was viewed as like different and striking and attractive don't and then we, that pervade itself into the gene pool really quickly. Don't we have fewer mutation like natural genetic mutations now too though? Um than we used to when there were fewer people and we didn't interact with each other as much? Yes. Question mark. Cuz I would think that everyone interacting with each other more and, you know, we don't have isolated groups of people anymore. Right. That our evolution would sort of slow down and sort of uh, normalize in a 
in a way. Homogeny. Yeah. In some way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like that's a big part of the reason the Galapagos Islands were such a hotbed for the study of evolution was they were because isolated. of their level of isolation. Yeah. I mean, to this day, they still there's still like tons of crazy rules about how you have to keep it isolated for that purpose. Humans are weird too, though, because we, rather than adapting to our surroundings, change our surroundings. Um, you mean now or previously? Uh, always, but especially now. Yeah. Just through using tools and now technology and, and yeah. stuff, we right. we don't have to adapt in order to survive because, well, I guess for two reasons. We use technology and tools, and we also use collective learning. So we teach each other things and then pass that on for many generations. Right. So even if I'm incompetent and feeble, I'm not going to die because other people have done the work for me in the past. Right. Or that, will now. Right. That's a perfect segue to the second type of or main type of evolution that they talk about here, which is cultural evolution, right? So like forgot we were going through a list and just started saying stuff. No, that's quite, that's quite, continue. no, that's perfect, man. We discussed the first one. Um cultural evolution, uh, they talk about as like exactly like you said, like shit we learn from other people, shit that bounces back and forth mm-hmm. and then like affects us. Like can you imagine the first dude who put a blanket over him? Somebody was like, oh, shit, that's such a good idea. I should wear a blanket and well, then I'll be warm. It was probably an animal, but yeah. And they're all like, hey, Steve's wearing a mammoth. <laughs> Dumbass Steve. He's not a mammoth. He's a Steve. Steve looks like a deer. What a dumb fucking idiot. Steve's over there like, I'm warm as shit, you And then idiots. that guy died five minutes later, and Steve's still here. Steve just sitting Steve under like- Steve is all of our dads. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Steve's sitting under like a steaming animal carcass, just like totally warm. Steve just ripped a live deer in half and crawled in it. It's like that scene in Star Wars where they open up the, the, the Tauntaun, the Tauntaun and sleep inside it. Yeah. Nice work, Steve. Way to figure it out. Steve um, was also a Jedi. <laughs> Steve the Jedi. Oh, yeah, Steve so Jedi. cultural learning slash collective learning slash cultural evolution. Is that what they called it? Yeah, cultural evolution. and, there, and Learning there are, shit from each other. Right. And there are some things that like, so like actually, obviously we're joking about throwing animal skins on you, but that actually can like lead to cultural evolution in that humans are less hairy than they were before. And that's because we wear clothes now. And Well, that's biological <clears throat> evolution though, right? Partially, but it's influenced by the cultural evolution of like the spread of, um, the spread of like like tools and shit like that. Like, right, a, like a shirt is a tool. Right, but we didn't decide to become less hairy. No, I'm just saying the passage of that information is what contributes. It's a cultural thing that contributes to the evolution itself. To the biological evolution. Yes. Got you. Feel me? Yeah. Another evidence of cultural, or another thing, a part of cultural evolution that's a little different they talk about is like the fact that like we're all just getting fatter because we all sit at desks all day and right. that's like... Life is just easier physically than it ever has been. And our foods are fattier and sugarier and saltier than they ever were before. And we're sitting, we're more sedentary in general. And you compound those things. And culturally, we're evolving into a fatter, more sedentary species just in general. Hmm. That, yeah, that, so it seems like they're putting two things together there, though, of like the, the learning and tool technology side of it. Yes. And then... That stuff influencing biological evolution. Yeah. Or facilitating or instigating biological evolution. The way that they the way that they separated in here is tra- uh, biological evolution are traits that can be tra- transmitted to a person only from their parents. 
So straight up yeah. like a biological okay. genome heritage thing. And cultural evolution is a cultural trait that can be transmitted to a person by many unrelated people to them. So it could okay. be something that affects like who they are, but comes from an external source. Right, right. And, and over time as well. And, and then the third and one. And wouldn't be on like a physical, physiological level. <clears throat> or at least not directly. It would happen culturally right. over time. Right, as right. in culturally, we started becoming less hairy because we were wearing. Got it. Like sweaters and shit. Uh, but it wasn't just because like. I don't think it was sweaters, but. Well, tauntauns. <laughs> yeah. Wearing dead tauntauns. Um, and then the third kind is technological evolution. Okay. So the way that they talk about it is basically just, um, it's sort of like the evolution of our technology, but it's sort of, uh, I would say it lends itself to cyborgs. <laughs> um, How does that differ from cultural though? I don't really know. It's just the way that they break it off. They say um, the change from stone tools to metal tools, the development of industrial technologies like steam and electric power, agricultural and medicinal procedures, communicational resources such as the internet and space travel. Um, and often in technological evolution, they wrap up like the disease elements of things. So what we've learned in medicine and how medicine is and isn't affecting our longevity as a species, they wrap up into technological evolution more than cultural evolution. So okay. for instance, one of the ones that I find really interesting is that as a species, we're both becoming like more resistant to some diseases and less resistant to other ones, both because of the like medicines that we do and don't have right now. Right. Um, so we're evolving, like our bodies are evolving to be like we're worse at battling bacteria because we've been taking antibiotics for the last 60 years. Well, and we've forced bacteria to evolve too. Right, exactly. So we've, we're in an arms race with bacteria as a species. Newcom. Newcom. Um, and what if we lived inside of microwaves? Would that help? We'd all have really good tans, right? Be bacteria free. Is your microwave always bacteria free? No, I'm just full of bad ideas over here tonight. I wouldn't it be though? Like if you just turn it on really hot for a really long like period of time. Really cool mutant bacteria that lives in there instead. <laughs> the uh, you ever you remember the Simpsons episode where I think it's Bart fucks up a, a science experiment in a petri dish and ends up creating an entire colony of living beings that worship him as their god. No, but it totally reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode where they feed the love potion to the species and they all turn into the praying mantises because the girl had the cold at the same time as the love potion got fed to her. Man, I got to rewatch those. I watched them all once in a two day period. Oh boy, that would be a blur. Yeah, I got I to gotta revisit those before the new one, the new season drops. Morty has a crush on a girl at school and he wants Rick to make him a love potion and he says, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. But she had a cold at the time that Morty gives her the love potion and the whole species evolve or their whole planet evolves into like these crazy praying mantis psychopaths that are in love with Morty, all Sweet. of them, like chasing him down. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what's in your microwave. That's what's in your microwave mm -hmm. is those those creatures. Sure. Um the 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 other disease one that I was gonna talk about is that I didn't know this. Did you know that some humans are becoming immune to malaria? No, but that's tight. Isn't it? In Africa, uh, there's a thing called HGBS, which is not BS. It's real. And it's actually called sickling hemoglobin, which makes humans uh, immune to malaria. 
uh, it's this article that I found said it makes sense <clears throat> that a mutation would eventually arise because malaria is one of the number one killers of humans, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so it makes sense that the body would start creating red blood cells that would be resistant to malaria parasites. Yeah. But I didn't know this. If you have that gene, so if you inherit that gene from one of your parents, you'll be immune to malaria. But if you inherit if you inherit it from both parents, that's what gives you sickle cell. Huh? Sickle cell anemia comes from getting HGBS from two different parents. You have like an uh, too much of it, and that's what creates sickle cell in human beings. But the right amount makes you immune to malaria? Right. Weird. I know. Isn't that crazy? When you when you said HGBS, yeah. it sounded like a terrible spinoff of HGTV where you just do everything wrong. Oh my God, you bullshit. <laughs> Put some fucking paint over here. I don't know. Rip the fridge out. You got a house. Fuck you. <laughs> Todd staples carpet samples together. That's one of the shows. Dude, I love the idea of an HGTV show where they just fuck up the house and then leave. Yeah, like, it's HGBS. Here, HGB. Here today on HB, HGBS. <laughs> fuck up. HGGB. I don't give a shit about <laughs> Daniel and Stacy. Fuck their fucking house. We poured some rocks in the backyard next to the bushes. So that's, I mean, basically we did the landscaping. We filled the toilet up with caulk because fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, HGBS. That's my new favorite. Surprise, here's your house. Eat shit, we're out of here. Come on, bring the <laughs> Surprise, eat shit. Hey, uh, I hope you have a shitty life in your dumb house. Bye. <laughs> the family's just crying, and they're just, like, walking out the door with the cameras. They, they pull the, the two big, like, the before picture apart, and it's just <laughs> a pile of shit on fire. <laughs> you like it? All no, right, okay, on, fuck yourself. Next house, come on. All right, let's. Yeah, is this, a, is this a place to take a break All right, before we go total batshit crazy for the second half of the show? Are we? Are we okay. <laughs> I can't believe we're already halfway in. I have so many more amazing evolution facts for you. All you, right, you can hit me with amazing evolution facts if you want. All right, I'm, I'm no. When we come back from the break, I'm gonna do one more. I'm gonna do one more fun thing with you. All right, uh, and then, um, and then yeah, we'll take the car completely off the rails. Beautiful. We'll be right back on the What If podcast. This episode of the What If Podcast is brought to you in part by Button Poetry. Check them out right now by visiting buttonpoetry.com. Button Poetry is nothing like the traditional poetry you heard in high school, and they're certainly not the same old, boring, dead guys that are going to put you to sleep. Button Poetry features poets of all ages, races, sexual orientations, and backgrounds. And as a poetry press and an online destination for spoken word and slam poetry videos, Button Poetry publishes poetry that moves people. They believe that real current stories and real current voices are more necessary now than ever. So check out everything they have to offer there's books there's videos there's commentary there's learning there's education there's so much stuff that you can get by checking them out at buttonpoetry.com today you will fall in love with poetry all over again or maybe for the very first time as the 21st century began human evolution was at a turning point natural selection 
the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. How did this happen? Evolution does not necessarily reward intelligence. With no natural predators to thin the herd, it began to simply reward those who reproduced the most and left the intelligent to become an endangered species. Gotta thin the herd, bro. <laughs> it's all gonna go to shit if we don't thin the herd. Bill Burr, thin the herd. <laughs> thin the herd. Unfortunately, thinning the herd can go wrong sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a popular... Popular strategy, nor a good it's one, not. really. Well, I think, okay, so for those of you who don't know, that clip was from the movie Idiocracy. Yes. And you should all go watch it if you haven't, because it's very funny and also sort of terrifying. I, the last time I watched Comedy Central, like 10 years ago, it was on about every other hour. And it's like sort of still is. Is it? Okay. I think it's still on, or it's on a lot more now. Because the parallels with today more more are like <laughs> relevant, <laughs> so much more relevant. Like they, the I'm fairly certain that I can't remember. Is he an actor or who? The dude who becomes president's either an actor or like a former professional wrestler. Yeah, he looks. I mean, it's Terry Crews, right? It is Terry. Yeah, Crews. and he's dressed up like a an American gladiator with an AK. He has he has American his, flag uh, shorts. Camacho, President Camacho, or something like I that. I think that's President it. Kombucha. Kombucha, <laughs> tight. I love kombucha. <laughs> Shit's disgusting. No way. Yeah, it you is, ever man. had the ginger ale one? It's all trash. That ah. one is slightly less trash. That's the closest to being a thing I would drink on purpose. But the rest of them are just straight dumpster juice. I will acknowledge there are a bunch of dumpster juice ones. Look. Yeah. The one thing what, we, whatever we, we don't need to talk about the the total lack of merit that is kombucha. The one kombucha, kombucha. See, you can't even Kamchaka. say that. <laughs> one thing Poland? we can both agree. What, on. what was that drink called? Poland. <laughs> the one thing we can both agree on is no kombucha could ever be as disgusting as coconut water. <laughs> Unless there's a coconut kombucha, which there probably is. Oh, no! Oh, God! <laughs> Just vinegar and vomit oh, for, for only $12 an ounce. Oh, God. You, too, could drink your own barf. <laughs> do you think... Do you think we should try to make it and brand it and sell it to people and then just mock them for purchasing it? <laughs> just... How, just puke... How, how could you <laughs> Puke into barrels, wait a couple years, and sell it to people? Oh, it's perfect. It's good for you. Could start our own fish sauce and kombucha company. Hey, don't don't hate on fish sauce. I like right. fish sauce. Jesus. Um, Sorry to everyone who's just been uh, almost puking for the last two minutes. Yeah. We'll get back to our actual content. That? So, Idiocracy and Terry Crews, uh, Terry Crews as their president. I think he's like an actor or like a former wrestler in the movie. Uh, so, part of me thinks that the reason that they keep playing it on Comedy Central is because they're like, oh, we have like kind of a... Fucking, I would take Terry Crews over our president for sure. One hundred percent, ten out of ten times. Um, the 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 sometimes it's not your night, man. Yeah, sometimes it's not our four years. <laughs> um, so in the movie Idiocracy, if you haven't seen it, what what they sort of set up is that essentially what happened is there was two different sets of people, right? There was a set of people who were. Uh, 
they were like smart and careful and like educated and financially sound. And they were like, oh, like, yeah, we're going to have kids, but we're using protection right now. We're not really sure if it's the right time. We want to make sure we can afford to send our kids to school, et cetera, et cetera. And there's this amazing split screen scene where the other side, it's like, Cletus, I'm pregnant again. And like, <laughs> it's like some right. dirty down home Southern redneck. The, the premise is that intelligent people stopped having kids and dumb people had more and more and more and more to the point where the entire planet was dumb people. Yes. And as it turns out, that's not just a movie plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> heck. Heck. Um, apparently, Oliver Curry, who is an evolutionary theorist at the London School of Economics, which is and just like... Also Del Curry's brother, I believe. Yeah, Chef Curry with the pot. Um, mix, Seth it up. Curry's uncle. Seth Curry's uncle. Mixing up a whole pot of human beings here. That sounds um, illegal. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it is. Unless, unless your job title is evolutionary theorist at the London School of Economics, I feel like you can kind of do All whatever right. you what's, want to. What's but, Chef Curry doing? Uh, basically what he's saying is that he thinks that the human species may, quote, split in two. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that essentially it's kind of the plot of the movie. Uh, people will become choosier about their sexual partners over time, potentially causing humanity to divide into two subspecies. So so literally thinking basically if smarter people continue to have sex and procreate with smarter people – over the long, long term, there's a possibility that genetically you might have sort of a branching of two separate groups of... They will create a, quote, breakaway civilization, perhaps. Uh, perhaps create a breakaway civilization. You familiar with that term? Um, That's a big one in, in UFO land. I No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Does that mean on the planet or off the planet? Uh, yes. Tight. There, right. There's a, a theory, um, there's a book by Richard Dolan, I think it's on the shelf over here somewhere, called uh, The Secret Space Program and Breakaway Civilization. Sweet. And his that idea is like, there was that smarter group of people who formed their own civilization. Got it. Either uh, off planet or inside the planet or whatever version of crazy stories you prefer. Got it. And uh, the rest of us are the dumb ones. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that. I mean, that's essentially the concept he's talking about. Actually, he refers to it as genetic inequality, which I find kind of interesting. Hmm. Just the idea that over time, well, people with quote unquote better genes, he says, especially he, once we get into editing our own genes, that will yeah. happen. Oh, right. Because we're going to be able to edit almost any part of our genome, but it's also going to be expensive. Right. So the people who can afford to will have smarter kids who will be more attractive and -hmm. they will find other genetically modified rich kids who are smarter and more attractive. Right. And then we all become... And then they'll start their own space program. They're going to walk to the moon. (laughs) We can't get into that today. (laughs) Okay, sorry. It's for another time. (laughs) For another time. That was just for Scott. Um, But yeah, I mean like... That, That seems very plausible to me. Yeah, and like... In a timeline that feels much closer and closer, scar- much more scarily close than I would like it to yeah. be. So, was that kind of the the basis? Yeah, there's a there's a really great line in here that I'll that I'll read before I 
before I let you take it fully off the rails. He says in in this like doc that he did where he espouses this theory of splitting in two, he talks about like what the two species would look alike uh, would look like, and he says that the underclass would have social sk- uh, sorry social skills like communicating and interacting with others could be lost along with emotions such as love, sympathy, trust, and respect. People would become less able to care for others or perform in teams. Physically, this underclass would start to appear more juvenile with chins that would recede. <laughs> no, not our jawlines. <laughs> okay, Curry. Okay, Chef Curry. Um, <laughs> Your jawlines are fucked. Yeah, it's like filthy peasants. <laughs> filthy peasants. Um, <laughs> as a result of having to chew on less processed food, which is like. <laughs> We're eating dirt. <laughs> eating dirt and fucking each other in the dirt. It's gonna be another. It's gonna be a different show on HGBS where they. <laughs> no wait, uh, it's like Food Network, but it's like it's like chopped, but all the ingredients are just like dirt and, <laughs> and like terrible shitty things. It's half Survivor, half chopped. <laughs> can you can you sustain enough nutrition out of these ingredients Next to survive? Next on the History Channel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's Curry's take about basically long term over time genetic inequality leading us to. Uh, a chinless underclass and a seven foot tall uh, super species with uh, 120 year lifespans. That's what he thinks. Sweet. Yeah. So, all right. Moving uh, a little further out. Tight. But Let's based, go. based on some of the ideas that you were just talking about. Yes. Uh, I, I was coming across a lot of smarter people than I who are suggesting that biologically humans might not do a whole lot more evolving that we've been around for a couple hundred thousand years and we interact globally and our population has kind of reached a a maximum sustainable number or at least close to it. Right. And, and one of the things too, sorry, just to weigh in on that quick that I was reading and this actually goes to your, (laughs) (laughs) dude, don't hurt yourself. That microphone is I think I'm good. unusable. As, uh, I'm the only one who uses it. <laughs> That's good. So. One of the things we were talking about, and this goes to your point from earlier, um, humans are still evolving, right? But it's like it's in smaller ways than we were before. We're not like moving from water to land per se. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think what they were saying is we're probably not at the point where we're going to biologically <laughs> split into a, a, a different species. Totally. I, I Unless was gonna, we do it ourselves. Right. I was going to use the example of like, like the one that everybody points to is, is milk, right? That like we evolved to consume oh. milk as a species. That's like the big one that people point to is like, we're still evolving because in the last few thousand years. Because that's significant somehow. I mean, it's not necessarily, like but it is technically evolution in that our bodies persistently create lactase in order to digest lactose, which usually we were giving up. Is that passed on genetically, though? It is. People okay. who have a lactase persistence pass that on to others. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're not going to have like a new just a, homo homo yeah. lactasis or right. something, though. Because, just, yeah. Just yeah. to highlight like the insignificance yeah. of the ways in which we're still technically evolving. So the one area where maybe humans would evolve rapidly and further away from our current species. Um, would be when we start colonizing space and people start spending more and more time in space. Tight. Because then we have a totally different environment. Environment that is very harsh 
relative to anything that you could experience on Earth. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a very small number of people, probably, at least at first. Right. And Which is a pretty small gene pool if it goes further. Right. Um, and then the the physical environment is going to just force adaptation on a biological level because we're not going to be able to adapt culturally and technologically as quickly just because we'll have really limited resources compared to what we have on Earth. Oh, I see. Yeah, this is this is when you were talking about the isolation thing from earlier. Right. This is this and is our new isolation. Exactly. So and it's it's gonna be more severe than any isolation that ever would have happened on Earth because there's literally no interaction with any other humans. Yeah, you don't even have the same atmosphere. Right. Um and I was going back through just sort of like human evolution. So human uh, homo sapien sapiens have existed for about 200,000 years. And that group of humans was down to about a thousand people at one point. Oh yeah. So there were, I forget the name of the event, but there was some ex- like human extinction event that oh, brought, yeah, it was a climate event, wasn't it? I remember I, reading I don't, about this. I can't remember what the, I think it was like volcanic or something, but brought the human population down to a thousand people, roughly. I don't know how the hell you would identify that 2,000, 200,000 years removed or whatever it was, but yeah, some paleoanthropologist probably has determined That's that. That's a good guess, yeah. That, uh, yeah, there were as few as a thousand humans on the planet at one point that we have now all descended from which would be not that different from what if we were starting a colony say on mars or on a space station or anywhere off planet yeah we'd probably be looking at a number somewhere around there possibly like would, smaller i would say i feel like it would take us a long time to even get to that number so the minimal minimum size for a viable con co- viable colony yes um, that can a- avoid like inbreeding and weird genetic mutations is 160 people. Wow. That's more than I thought it would be. The, the so interesting... you would need a minimum of 160 and then the maximum would probably be determined by how expensive it would be to move people. I bet you it would also be determined by like what you can do in terms of like resources to sustain those people. Like you couldn't, right. you couldn't grow too quickly. Cause if you're like, Oh fuck, we don't have the food pr- production for that many people yeah and it would i mean it would be determined or be influenced obviously too by if you were trying to start a colony on a planet or if you were doing some sort of long multi-generational trip on a vessel of some kind space station right i mean if you're if you're moving to mars and terraforming mars you could probably have a larger group than if you're taking a 10 generation journey on a ship to a different star system right which I don't think we would ever do, but it's one idea that people have proposed. It seems it seems a lot less likely than like Elon Musk being like, "Hey guys, I'm pretty sure in like 40 to 100 years we're gonna have a colony on Mars." Yeah, that's his timeline, right? He said he said colony in 40 to 100. Uh, I think they're yeah they're looking at having people on Mars by 2050, but I don't know how many that is. I'm assuming. You're not moving very many people at once. And, and that's not just there's like, gonna be a lot of work to be done in terms of I don't know what the, the time frame is for terraforming and all that stuff. I would imagine it would have to be longer than that. Yeah. But twenty fifty isn't like that's not just setting a guy on the moon. We're they're trying to do that sooner. On right? Mars? You mean? Or yeah, on Mars. 
Uh, I I guess I don't know. That's what I've seen is like the twenty forty to twenty fifty range. Okay. Um, but I know SpaceX is super super aggressive. Usually that might have been a NASA number, and maybe SpaceX is coming in under that, like they tend to do. That fool made a joke about the boring company and was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we could bore tunnels under cities?" And then like thirteen months later, he was like. Hey guys, check out my $4 billion industrial drill. We're drilling through the bottom of LA right now. Yep. Jesus, Elon. You Earthquakes on... <laughs> be damned. You made a joke on Twitter a year ago, and now you have a whole new company. Like yep. That's why that dude's predictions for things don't entirely surprise me. So if we were to start a colony anywhere off planet, it'd be a, a limited gene pool. Yes. They would be extremely isolated. Yes. And then you have the physical effects of your environment. So right. anyone that's been in space or in microgravity for long periods of time, your body instantly starts adapting to it. Sure. So <clears throat> you lose muscle density, your muscles atrophy, you lose bone density, um, you develop or your immune system weakens because you're not interacting with other people and with other bacteria and viruses and stuff. Mm. You're in a sterile environment with... On the space station, four, five, six other people. See, that's why they tell you not to take antibiotics because you need you need bugs in your system to fight back so that your immune system stays. Right. Um, the heart actually weakens. What? Because, yeah. So your whole body is designed to work or has evolved to work with gravity. Oh, and our gravity. And your heart has to pump blood against, with, and against gravity. So when you pump blood to your legs and back, it's got to work against gravity to get back up to your heart. So if there's less gravity, then there's less help. Your heart has to do less work. And the heart tissue actually begins to shrink. Ew. Yeah, so people, when they come back, are super tired. We should have had a Grinch drop there. His heart shrunk three sizes that day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so your heart shrinks and becomes weaker. Your muscles atrophy, your bone density decreases, um, your spine actually expands. Okay, so I was going to ask this question. Would people be taller in yeah. space? Because Five it, to eight centimeters taller. Wow, that's way more than I thought that's it would be. two to three-ish inches for our United States listeners. Uh, I was thinking it would be like micro, like an inch maybe. No, it's a lot. Because you, I mean, you never have gravity pressing down on your spine as opposed to always having gravity pressing down on your spine. And we would so have your whole spinal column uh, extends a little bit. And I bet you it would be way more if you were born in that environment because then you would never have gravity on you. So like so like an astronaut who's fully developed as a grown man would increase that much, but imagine when a body's growing in a no gravity environment it's like it probably that, grows uh, even taller. That movie about the kid who's born on Mars. I never saw that movie. And falls in love with an Earth girl, and then he has to go back or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It looks stupid. Sad. Yeah. Oh. But he can't live on Earth because the gravity oh. crushes his little weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> what a plot, <laughs> son! You are a frail. You're hoe. too soft for this planet. <laughs> you gotta go. You frail. Um. You yeah. So your your spinal column expands. You get taller. Your your bones regrow all the time through using them and through impact, which doesn't happen. So your bones, your whole skeleton is going to get uh, weaker. But that also means that that 
material, the calcium from your bones leaks into other parts of your body. Sounds dangerous. So it can also lead to things like kidney stones because your body has to get rid of a ton of excess calcium somehow. Yeah. Also, a lot of people get what is called the uh, space sniffles. Give me them. Because all of your, all the fluid in your body. No, it floats. Ah! Yeah. So all the fluid like in your head and in your sinuses is just, it's not sitting at the bottom of it. It's just kind of floating around. So people feel stuffy and have runny noses like all the time. Because your mucus is just floating. It's just chilling. Damn, that's the second time we've made you guys throw up today. Uh, Your face gets puffier because all the fluid that normally like kind of settles (laughs) to the bottom of your person just floating around up in your head. So you get a big fat face and your nose runs and you're got kidney stones and Jesus, you start losing your eyesight after a while too. People don't really know why that is though. I was trying to find any sort of actual explanation for that. And the best guess is that you never have to focus on anything more than a few feet away from you. Oh, cause you, oh, sure. And so people's vision starts deteriorating over time because you're not using certain muscles in your eye. Okay. But that seemed like just speculation as far as I could tell. Don't you feel like if we were to do this, right? Like if, well, we will, I guess, eventually try to colonize Mars. Wouldn't we go up there with like this whole set of like machinery and exercises and like all kinds of stuff that would like fight back against like the evolutionary processes that would try to like take on, take down our bodies? Well, that's why astronauts have really intense, uh, like fitness regimens both before they leave and while they're on the space station. They have to work out like hours a day. Right. Just to keep themselves just to, in shape. Well, and just to like be able to survive when they get back. If you didn't do anything, I think you'd be really, really screwed rather than screwed for a couple of days. You'd be noodle legs. Yeah. And your heart would fail. So, okay. But it's got to be hard to do a lot of that too because you can't really do... I mean, you think of any of the exercises that are hard on Earth, it's because of gravity. If you're lifting weights, lifting weights wouldn't be hard without gravity. Running wouldn't be as hard without gravity. Yeah, It'd but, be hard to even get cardio going. And then you have a really small space to work with, too. I'm sure they've got, like, resistance stuff, though. Right. It's got to be all resistance. But yeah. even, I don't know how you'd even do cardio, really. I guess a, a, a bike, maybe? Yeah strap your legs to pedals and then you have to move in the motion that yeah. would still do it because your body would be you could do any like any like punching or kicking or anything that's it's just all got to be resistance based repeated resistance based movements yeah. with your body you could probably do it also over long periods of time our hearing would probably evolve too because sound is very dependent on the atmosphere oh and especially out in space sound can't travel through a vacuum and we'd be wearing helmets. Well, sure. Yeah. But even like on the space station, the only sounds you're ever hearing are coming from the space station itself. Right. Because um, sound can't get to you from anywhere else. It's only going to be able to travel wherever there's air for right. it to vibrate through. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a bunch of weird physical stuff that would happen to you. So... If we were to have over, you know, you expand that to not just a year or I think the longest is like 400 some days that somebody has been in space. 
sure. four four thirty eight. Russian Russian cosmonaut Valery Polakov. Pol- yeah, good enough. Yeah, I'll yeah. say I'll say yeah. That's his name. Uh, in ninety five, he spent almost a year and a half in space. Good for him. I think I have to imagine that those effects would be like I mean I know I just said this but like I feel like they would be so compounded for the people that are born and raised under those conditions like the people who just experience those conditions for a couple of years their bodies have had 40 years to like not be in those conditions right. so if you start from scratch but those are all the things you have I bet you that first and second and third generation it probably picks up so fast because they have like a completely different set of stimuli we're gonna be nine feet tall are we? Well, it depends on what planet you're on, or we're going to be really short. Instead of growing 10 centimeters every 150 years, we'll grow 10 centimeters every, like, generation or something. Because that's all, all the stuff we have about being in space is based on being in zero G. If you were on a planet that had more gravity, the opposite of all, a bunch of these things would be happening. Be a bunch of tiny people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this gives me so much more, uh, so much more sureness that we're going to talk about aliens now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Before we get there, you're, yes. you're starting you're starting to see it, though. I am with it. So there's a bunch of weird psychological stuff that happens in space, too, um, which is probably more due to the fact that you're living in a confined space with a very small number of people. Like four dudes, yeah. Or and, ladies. Yeah, jeez, I meant, I meant, I meant it ambiguously folks for peeps <laughs> carry on um yeah astronauts and cosmonauts spend days weeks months a year in a really confined space with a very small group of people uh one russian cosmonaut said quote all the conditions necessary for murder are met if you shut two men in a cabin measuring five meters by six and leave them there for two months oof yeah oof Think if the two of us, so cut this room in half, and the two of us can't leave for two months. Oy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love you, bro, but... Right. One of us is dead after one, two months. One of us for sure. kill the other. For, for sure. sure. Um, and there was actually... So, no, there, Americans, at least, have never had any what they call, like, emergency behavioral incidents in space. Oh, shit. Have other countries, though? Russia has. Oh, Boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Um this is not a thing that I had considered yep. previously. So there have been two Russian missions that ended early due to quote psychological factors. No fucking way. One was in seventy six. Uh wait, I'm sorry, I have to say something really quick. Yeah, you just raised your hand. I did raise my hand. <laughs> it seemed like the right thing to do. It worked. It worked. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we have any Russian listeners, but it's a lot colder and a lot lot darker, and as far as I've heard, a lot shittier living in Russia than it is living in the United States. So shouldn't they be more prepared for the cold, dark vastness of space? I think you're thinking of, like, Siberia, where not very many people live. I guess that's true. I don't think cities in Russia are all dark and cold and terrible. <laughs> I don't know. That's what that's what movies taught us as kids growing yeah, up. Yeah, I, I think that might have been... Might have had something to do with the uh, whole Cold War thing that was going on. Well, you know, propaganda works. Anyway, <laughs> in 76, um, a mission was ended early and the crew was brought back to Earth because the cosmonauts complained of a pungent odor. 
No source of the odor was ever found, nor did any other crews smell it. Uh, they suggested that it was a shared delusion. What? So the, the official explanation was that the five of them shared a hallucination about a smell aboard the uh, capsule that they were on. That's trippy. Yeah. Uh, the other one... Maybe they just like flew into a space fart. <laughs> I mean, who knows? There's probably weird shit flying around out there. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, in 87, there was another one that was cut short, but there's... No, due to apparent psychological factors, but there's no explanation of what those were, just that they brought people back early due to psychological factors. All right. Closest the Americans have gotten was on... I don't think it was on the space station. I forget what, what mission it was. But uh, th So they have mission specialists that will go up to either do... they So they're on a mission to do something really specific, so maybe to do a science experiment or to deliver some piece of equipment. Yeah, they bring set it up, up. With like the background necessary to do that one thing. Or whatever. Yeah, so they're not trained as intensely in spaceflight. They're not pilots. They're not astronauts. They're just up there to do a specific job and then come back. They're like substitute teachers, kind of. They were um, Sandra Bullock in uh, Gravity. I never saw Gravity. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. I like The Martian. Also pretty good. I saw that movie. So there have been a couple issues with miss mission specialists, including one who got really fixated on the hatch aboard whatever. I forget what. Oh, fuck that. I'm tying that motherfucker up instantly. So he kept asking questions about it and being like, wait, so we could just open that and it would go out in the space? And the astronauts were like, yeah, but we don't unless we're trying to go out in the space. <laughs> and uh, they eventually... Somebody, Dude, that kind of gave me the yuckies. Yeah, like, somebody, one of the astronauts got a padlock and put it on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they brought a padlock up just to uh, make sure that no one accidentally or intentionally in a moment of weird psychological shit opened the hatch and now killed shut everybody. shut up about the fucking hatch, Anthony. Right, You right. couldn't open it if you wanted to. <laughs> it's fucking like, uh, creep. Like Lost. You ever watch Lost? Uh, yeah, I watched the first like couple seasons or like three seasons. I want to start. Fell off. I want to start a section on our website called "Movies Ryan Hasn't Seen" and just do movie reviews. We could do that. <laughs> well, no, just you can't. I'm I'm just gonna do it. Hey, maybe we'll do that on the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. We begin new G Patreon uh, supporters. Thank you guys all so much. If you wanna, if you do want to support, if you like the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/WhatIfPodcast. If you were in the first round of people that supported us, you should have your mug by now. Uh, so if you don't. Email us and we'll figure out what happened. But I drank my coffee out of my what if mug this morning. It's a beautiful and it was mug. Tight as hell. Um, so, yeah, patreon.com slash what if podcast. Yeah. Go check us out. We'll give you extra stuff. There's already extra stuff up there now. There will be more probably by the time you hear this. And maybe one of the extra things we'll do is movie reviews about from Ryan about movies Ryan hasn't seen. Maybe, maybe I should do the review just as read, someone who hasn't seen it. Just do it like a Google image search for the movie and then try and give like a three paragraph review of it. All right. So Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. <laughs> oh, see, you're already off to a good start. You had a bunch of sex in space <laughs> and it was tight as shit, but her hair didn't move the way her hair would have moved. And Neil deGrasse Tyson got mad about it on Twitter. I'm pretty sure he's a they. Bitch. I'm pretty sure they both float away for the last like hour and a half of the movie. That's it's, all. It's it a is. silent film. <laughs> all right. So in summary, a bunch of weird 
physical and psychological shit would happen to a small group of people in space for their life. Give me my aliens. Okay. <laughs> Show oh, this me is, what yeah, you this got. Is, this is perfect. We got like 10 minutes left for me to go just full-blown alien <laughs> madness. Okay. Oh, wait. Can I ask you a question first, or do you want to go? Do you want to do it? Uh, you already did, so go for it. Do, do we evolve into aliens? Ryan, shh. Maybe. All right, tight. I'm about to... Okay, you're familiar with the greys. Yes. Those of you that aren't, uh, they are a very commonly, probably the most commonly reported type of alien being. Yes. They're three to four feet tall. They have gray skin. They have really big heads. They have big black eyes. Little mouths, little noses. Yep. Uh, or like no nose, no, no mouth, nose. slit and nostrils, no ears. Uh, yeah, little little stubby guys that little, come from outer space. Little rubbery, little rubbery dudes. Google gray alien. You'll see a million pictures. That'll probably creep you out. Here's hoping. Okay. So I'm going to break down how aliens <laughs> are gray aliens. Yes. Are the breakaway civilization of human beings. Yes. Okay. Is this an actual episode of Ancient Aliens? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> okay. I arrived at this conclusion on my own, though. So fuck that show. We've got an original, <laughs> folks. We've got original an original. Content. I love this. All right. All right. If humans were to be in space for long periods of time. Yes. Uh, well, as we talked about earlier, your height would be dependent on the the amount of gravity that you're experiencing. So on Mars with less gravity, we would be taller, but on a planet like... Does Mars have less gravity than Earth? Yes. Really? Yes. Mars is smaller than Earth? Um... <laughs> we're going we're gonna to insert a good insert a good googly moogly afterwards. Yes. Okay. You are correct. Yeah. It is 62% of that of Earth's. Yes. That was a terrible sentence. It's okay. We're with you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So less gravity equals taller. More gravity equals smaller. So Jupiter, whatever. Bigger planet we, equals yeah. more gravity. Smaller planet equals less gravity. Right. Okay. So the grays are from a big planet. Sure. Because they're little guys. Right. They're, they've been squished. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer just took both his hands and made squished. like a squishing hand yeah. motion, which yeah. is terrific. Okay. Um, lower bone density... And lower uh, muscle density. Yes, makes them skinny. Yeah, they're a little. Well, again, if you're on a planet with less gravity. Oh right. So yes. the greys are a little like squat dudes. Okay. Right? Got it. If you meet a 15 foot tall praying mantis alien, <laughs> they're from a planet with not very much gravity. That's real. Yeah, and they're probably. Really weak. At a different, so just push them over if you meet one. <laughs> is this a different breakaway civilization, or is this I, a breakaway from the breakaway? I think they. I think the praying mantis aliens are not related to human beings. They evolve separately. Got it. Okay, but the greys are. Greys are related. The greys are Homo sapien alienus, or something. They're like a different Homo sapien. You know, we're Homo sapien sapiens. Well, they're well, like another step. We'll drop a cooler alien name in post. <laughs> All right. So if you're in space for long periods of time, it's very dark in space. Your eyesight gets fucked up. We don't exactly know why. You need bigger eyes. You need bigger eyes that can let in more light. Tight. Yeah. Tight. So they got their big black eyes. 
Um, they don't have ears. Because your hearing is harder in space. Yeah, because they're traveling a lot. Because obviously they're coming back here often. Right. Okay. Um, they've eliminated the potential psychological effects of space travel by becoming more emotionless. People always describe the greys as being almost robotic or emotionless or not having feelings when they interact with them. So they're able to... Uh Ohm that part of they don't brains. try and murder each other on the flight to Earth, which which may potentially take them hundreds of years. Right, exactly. Um, they're really, really fucking pale because they're never out in the sun. They their pigment has evolved to match their uh, their surroundings. That's real. Yep. Which which is the inside of a spacecraft or somewhere right. further away from our sun. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. With you so far. Um. Okay, so physical traits. Shorter, bigger eyes. They got bigger brains. They probably also got little mouths because they probably don't eat much food because A, they're smaller, and B, they're probably smart enough to get rid of the need for food production. Well, they're certainly not hunting. No. So they don't need, like, teeth and They probably got alien pills that are like, cool, I have sustenance for three days. Forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, they've, yeah, they've evolved a larger brain relative to their body size. Okay. Um, one thing that they've probably fucked up. Uh-oh. Is. to come get you. Don't tell, don't say they fucked up. They're going to come get you. <laughs> they don't have ears. They can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, through gene editing. Uh-oh. Have fucked up their own reproduction. That's why they don't have wieners. Right. They have no sex organs. And that's why they're so fascinated with human beings and especially with human reproduction. Because we still do. Right. And my theory is that greys are us, a breakaway a breakaway version of human beings. Yes. That got so far down the road that they realized of genetic engineering and genetic modification that they realized they were fucked and needed to go back to their next closest ancestor to rediscover something about their DNA or their reproductive abilities. And that's why they're here abducting humans and sticking weird needles into your wombs. And, and putting babies in us and stuff. Right, and taking our half-hybrid alien babies. And checking out your wiener to be like, can we have a wiener too yep. again, please? Wieners and, would be helpful if we want to make more of us. And making Scully have half alien babies and then kidnapping right, them. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I haven't seen that, but yes. Yeah, I, it happens. I know I know the reference. Scully, Scully becomes pregnant with an alien. They call it Scalian. No, they don't. No, they don't. And they call it Melissa, <laughs> okay. I think. I was going to say, no, they fucking don't. I think her alien baby is named Melissa. Oh. Maybe that's her sister. I don't remember. They could have, should have been more creative if it is. Um, I mean... So... That's how humans are going to keep evolving is we're going to make some new, different, weird space version of humans that in 500 years won't even be recognizable to us because they're also going to have a totally different cultural and technological evolution because they're so isolated, completely isolated from human beings. Their language will be different. Their whole culture will be different. They'll develop telepathic communication because they accepted uh, hallucinogenic drugs and rediscovered parts of their brains. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. And also their ears fell off somewhere along the line, so they had to. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, right. That makes uh, sense. When they come back to visit us, we don't even recognize them as being related to us because they uh, left us thousands of years ago. And that also explains the ancient alien theory because they used to be here more frequently because they were humans. But they were like the they were like the tight humans. They were like the ones that built the pyramids right. and like did Easter Island. Right. And, like and the, the Elohim and all that shit. Yeah. You know, the and the ones that interacted with people and like fucked people and yeah. all that stuff. And then they got so smart they were like, All right, we out. Right. Peace. And now a couple thousand years later, like, oh shit, we forgot something. Tight. We forgot our dicks back <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> We must go back. You can't for... do shit without your balls. <laughs> we must go back <laughs> for our dicks. The sequel. <laughs> we forgot our balls, part two. Hey, there's a fucking show if I ever heard one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Dude, I I can't wait for the day that someone like quotes you being like, Alien theorist Spencer Worth <laughs> says, you can't do shit without your balls. We forgot our dicks. Oh, man. I hope you find it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Cold Game Kelv. I'm wearing one of his yuh hats right now. If anyone knows that dude, we Cold are trying, Game Kelv. We are desperately trying to get a hold of Cold Game Kelv to do an episode about what if you could talk to animals. So... Listeners of the What If podcast, get on Twitter or Facebook or email. Oh, yeah. And hit up Cold Game. I think it's, hold on. Let me. Uh, it's it's let, literally Cold Game Kelv, K E L V. On Twitter? Yes. Uh, is that his? Yeah, let me let me make sure we have this right. I'm not sure if that's his actual name or if that's his at. Okay. His, on Twitter, he is at Cold Game Kelv, K E L V. Yes. Okay. We need to get this dude on the show. It is crucial. If you haven't watched his videos, also, you, yeah, you need to go on YouTube and just search for Cold Game Kelv or Cold Game Kelv Brother Nature. And this dude is a dude who lives in upstate New York who befriends deer and treats them like his friends. He and it's is a incredible. Damn genius is what he is. Genius. So hit him up and tell him that he should be a guest on here. That we've asked him. We've sent him an email. We've tweeted at him. We're trying to get a hold of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess any other announcements? Go go check out whatifpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, there's links just, to the uh, Patreon on there. We've got a shop coming soon. We've got our website all updated. Yeah. A bunch of new content on there. It's yep. faster. It's prettier. Yep. So go check that out, whatifpodcast.com. Yep. And um, hit, up, hit up the Patreon if you haven't yet, patreon.com slash whatifpodcast, where we'll be uh, putting out some extra content every week. Put up a 30-minute or so uh, video of last week's episode of four or five days before the episode came out. So if you want to get some extra stuff, you want to get it early, yeah. that is the place to do it. Throw us a couple bucks every month and we'll give you a whole bunch of extra cool shit. Yeah. And um, as always, if you want to get in touch, hi at whatifpodcast.com, show suggestions. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of those lately, yeah. which is much appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys. We're, we're gonna. I think we're going to try and put um, a few of those into maybe a, uh, a bonus episode here. Yep. Where we run through some of the ideas that maybe wouldn't work for a full episode, but would still be fun to talk about for a while. So. Yeah. That might only be on the Patreon, too. So uh, you might want to get in there. I want to get in yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, goddamn. Um, I think that is what we got for today. Also, there might be three, two breakaway civilizations, and the other one is the reptilians living inside the hollow earth. What about the mantises? They're not, dude, they're, they're space bugs. They're not people. Space bugs. Okay, yeah. not people bugs. Right. All right, I'm with you now. Sorry, yeah. I just needed some <laughs> clarification. All right, till next time. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com. 